This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you been struggling lately? Maybe you're having trouble sleeping, difficulty with the relationship, or just suffering from low self-esteem. If so, then BetterHelp wants to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and to help you. You get to talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network, and they give you access to help that may not be available in your area. You just need to fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Join the 2 million-plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And there's a special offer to Nowhere to Be Found listeners. You'll get 10% off of your first month, but only if you go through the link or type in betterhelp.com slash ntbf for Nowhere to Be Found. That's better betterhelp.com slash ntbf. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. And you can find the link in our show notes and on our website, nowheretobefoundpodcast.com. Seven weeks ago was the first time I had ever heard the name Michael Bryson. He was on a missing persons flyer that was going around on Facebook. He's a 27-year-old man who was last seen on August 5th, 2020, just outside of our hometown, Eugene, Oregon. With a quick search, I found that we had some mutual friends, but I didn't actually know him personally. A few days later, I saw his parents in the news clip, and I instantly recognized his dad, Parrish Bryson. He was the UPS driver who delivered to an office I used to work for. Eugene is small like that. Everybody doesn't know everybody, but they probably know someone that you know. I instantly felt personally connected to this case. When I joined the Let's Find Michael Bryson Facebook group, that's when things really started to pick up. The more I read through the comments and posts from that page, the more the bizarre story began unraveling. I gathered information on Michael and his friends and family, and I started forming my own opinions and theories. It was as if, somehow, I had been assigned to investigate this case from my living room. At some point I realized, to have all this information and do nothing with it is pointless. So I decided to make this podcast to try and organize all the information that's out there and see if we can add a few pieces to the puzzle. I also want to provide an opportunity for others to help solve this mystery. I'm not the only person out there who's been doing my homework. Somebody out there has the key to moving this case forward. Amanda Papineau, and this is Nowhere to be Found. When I first started this podcast, I thought I knew everything there was to know about the Michael Bryson case. But then, at 11 o'clock on Friday night, Parrish Bryson, Michael's dad, contacted me, and we set up an interview for the following day. After the interview, I realized I had just scratched the surface of this case. I think the best way to bring you this story is from the two people who know it the best. Hello? 
Hi, is this Parrish? Yes. Hi, Parrish. It's Amanda. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Good. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Um, I just, just to give you a little background on, you know, how this came to be for me. Um, coincidentally, Parrish, you used to be my UPS guy for uh, Family Vision Center over on Pearl <laughs> Street. <laughs> right. Small town, right? Yeah, no kidding. So, um, yeah, I didn't even, I had seen the, uh, Facebook post for Michael early on and didn't recognize him. Uh, we weren't friends on Facebook, but I kept seeing it go around. And then I saw you guys on the news and I recognized you Parrish, and I, I just started to look more into it and join the Facebook group and, um, you know, just kind of started to watch this whole thing unravel and it's. It's crazy. It's a crazy thing that's going on right now. I just can't believe it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I'm so sorry that we uh, are having to talk under these circumstances, but I just figured we got to get this story out and organized, and there's so many people that are trying to help, and I think it's Mm -hmm. just so much information. We need need an organized platform. Exactly. Exactly. So hopefully, I mean, even if this can just play a small part in that, that mm-hmm. would be such a win. So I think we should just go back a little bit. I'd like to get some backstory on Michael back before this ever blew up and he was, you know, Michael, the missing person. Who who was he, you know, growing up and, and where are you guys from? And just kind of hear the the prior to this nightmare story. Well, we've... Uh lived in the Harrisburg slash Junction City area all of our lives. Well, all of the kids' lives, Michael and Tina, or Krista. And um, as far as Michael's concerned, he was raised in a normal middle-class home. Um, He was involved with church since he was growing up, did sports, Boy Scouts, um, a well-rounded, if you will, well-liked young man, Um, didn't didn't know a stranger. I definitely have noticed that. Um, (laughs) You see, he went to Mexico, I think, twice with the church to go down and build homes for for families. And then um, his first trip to Africa, I believe he was 17, and he went to Liberia for almost two and a half weeks. Oh, wow. And did um, outreach to um, kids out in the bush, you know, to try to get them to come in and go to school. Oh, that's amazing. the uh, organization that he was working with, they didn't charge the kids to go to school. So as long as they came and went to school for four hours, they got a free meal and a free education. So wow. anyway, he, he was part of that for about two and a half weeks. And, and that's kind of the emphasis of his very first tattoo was uh, uh, two hands shaking that said, um, be strong, my brothers. I love that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. Anyway. Um, after that, you know, he came home and he, uh, finished his senior year in school and he followed his sister's footsteps and went to Northwest Christian University for a year. And that's when, um, we started noticing a a little change in Michael as far as, I'm not going to say personality per se, but just some of the kids that he would hang with. All right. So one year into college is where you kind of see the, the turn. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And um, just, Amanda, just so you know, I mean, I don't know how to, 
he, he was never really, he was never formally diagnosed as being someone that had um, mental disorders and or issues. Sure. Um, he he exhibited, and, and I'm sure that if, if you would have followed through with any of his doctor's appointments, if you will, mm-hmm. um, he would have been um, probably diagnosed with um, bipolar. Uh, he's showing every symptom of this, and okay. he's just never stuck with a doctor long enough to get a formal diagnosis and be put on medication to you know balance him out. Every time he would start a medication for depression or anxiety, he wouldn't give it the full the full time to yeah. work. He would just say, you know, I'm feeling sick from this or I'm feeling like, um, you know, I'm not hungry and this pill's making me sick. So he just stopped taking it every time. Yeah, I know that's so, so common the too. Doc- the doctors had a hard time trying to, I think, trying to figure out what exactly was, was you know, Where the was going on was. and, you know, several... Right. Several people have told us that that's why Michael was turning to self-medicating himself is to try to make himself feel better. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. he, I mean, he was he was using alcohol and marijuana for that, mm-hmm. um, and I think that you know is kind of where it started. Right. Um, and then he started going to these you know EDM concerts and raves and right. whatnot. And, you know, you know, and everyone knows those are introduced with Molly and ecstasy and exactly. And, you know, so he started doing those, you know, it wasn't like he was doing it every day, but every time he went to a rave, he would. And, mm-hmm. You know, and that was one thing that we wanted to say, say from the very beginning, Amanda, was that, you know, Michael, um, M- Michael had his demons that he fought. Um, sure. But the bottom, the bottom line is Michael's missing. He, he vanished. Exactly. And what, what kind of led up to that or... Mike, whatever was going on with Michael prior to that, I mean, it matters to an extent, but it really doesn't matter. The problem, I mean, the, the the situation is he disappeared, exactly. and that's where we need to and we need to find him. Um, and I and I'm not trying to sugarcoat or, or downplay the the drugs that he was involved with. I just I, I we don't want that to be the main focus. Yeah, we've just had some people that that was. The, I mean, that's all they kept going back to, and I'm like, wait a minute. Right. That's not that's not the issue here. I mean, no, I completely agree. And I think that's yeah, that is a a very important point, because I think that there is this stigma uh, about, you know, the EDM rave world and culture. This, you know, is this drug culture and it's kind of a new thing, too. I feel like this electronic music. And so people just have this stigma, this bad taste a little bit. And I think that, you know, just because he maybe dabbled in some stuff that he shouldn't, it doesn't take away anything from the fact that he's just straight up gone. I mean, drugs don't make you vanish. Exactly. And so, yeah, I 100%, you know, I think that I want to kind of emphasize that, too, is that... It's not really, we're not about pointing fingers here when it comes to, well, what was he doing the day before? What, it, regardless, he's gone now. So right. what are we going to no, do about exactly. it? Exactly. The other thing I was going to mention about that was that the, the fact of, you know, what he was doing and kind of where he was going and, and what he was dabbling with, it was getting stronger. Mm. You know, so, I mean, I, I, I know that he was doing other things, you know, and that was the thing that when we went up there, um, that was the first thing I said is, you know, I know Michael is no saint when it comes to drug use. Mm-hmm. So I know he drinks. I know he smokes. I know he does Molly and ecstasy at these things. Mm-hmm. But what else was here that Michael could have taken so I know where to start searching? Exactly. Because and, those things and, don't make you disappear. 
Exactly, you know, and they all looked at me, oh, well, that was it, Mr. Bryson, there was nothing else mm. here, just those things. Okay. And we had one person at five minutes later say, they're lying to you. You name it, it was here. Okay. You know, so, I mean, from the very, I mean, seriously, from the very beginning, we have had no truth out of anybody's mouth. This is an open investigation, and things are changing fast. I want to encourage everyone listening to follow the Let's Find Michael Bryson Facebook page, as well as the Twitter. Anyone who has any information on the disappearance of Michael Bryson, please contact the authorities or the private investigator, Mark Perkins, at 916-201-6199. And I know that some of the people who are at the rave have been getting negative attention. And I want to put it out there. If you were there and truly had no involvement in his disappearance, even if you don't think you have anything useful, please reach out. The sooner you get your story out there, the sooner you can clear your own name. Next time on Nowhere to Be Found. So my idea was you either saw something or you know something, something evil happened or one of the quote-unquote muscle men that was there pretty and much said, she asked if me we talk, if I heard or seen we Michael. are going to be going and to jail, I said, no. we're going to be going to prison, or we will make sure you guys go to prison, or, or you know what happened to Michael? It can happen to you too. We've been asked how our listeners can contribute to the show, so we set up an account with Patreon. Check out the link in our show notes if you're interested in supporting our cause. You can also find it on our website, nowheretobefoundpodcast.com.